to the Jackson Cloud. I'm not on the camera, but I am Jamin. I'm Casey. And I'm Olivia, and on the camera. And we are back to Joseph, whom we left two episodes ago. Joseph was sold to the Ishmaelites. The Ishmaelites sold him into Egypt, where he now serves under Potiphar. And... Uh, um, is more or less a, a servant, slave, Potiphar? Potiphar, whatever. I was like just trying the, to make it sound cool. It seemed like a Jeff Fafa moment, and I was like, what? Jeff Fafa. Yeah, from Jeff Dunham. Oh, I thought you were talking about Jafar. No. Jafar. <laughs> Jafar. Uh, have you ever met someone whom it just always seems like God makes everything work out perfectly? Or, I'm not talking about Harry Potter. <laughs> I watched those movies straight together like a few years ago for the first time. Everything works out for that guy. Even when things go wrong. Have we talked about this on the cloud? No. He literally has a psychopath hunting and killing him. And everything scar I'm sorry. on his face. Potter, you have broken every rule the school has. I reward you 50,000 points and you win. It's well, that's constantly. Just, you know. Const that's his life. Just like Jacob always played favorites. Gandalf always played favorites. Dumbledore? Yes. <laughs> I was like, Gandalf? What did Gandalf have to do with Hogwarts? He liked the Hobbit a little bit. <laughs> I can't believe I actually just did yeah, that. You are a walking <laughs> meme now. Thank you. As Yoda I'm sorry, says. I always argue with Alec because I swear that the guy who plays Gandalf played Dumbledore, but he False. didn't. There's two guys who played Dumbledore. Yeah. I know, and neither of them <laughs> is the guy who plays Gandalf. Gandalf. Right, because Gandalf is Magneto. I know. Ian McKellen. I know. Thank you. But Ian McKellen just like radiates Gandalf to me, and oh, it really bothers sure. me that he wasn't Gandalf. No, the first Gandalf. He wasn't Dumbledore. Oh, but... dear. Now it's happening to me. I too. did it again. The first Dumbledore was great. Second Dumbledore decided to change the character entirely from a wise wizard to a bumbling fool of a wizard. <laughs> Suddenly, you know. Yeah. Anyways, my point in all this, my point in all this. Dumbledore and Gandalf are the same person. That's the point. We're done. Go on. It's not. The point that I was trying to get to is that everything always goes super well for Harry Potter, even when it doesn't go well for Harry Potter. You shall be expelled. Just kidding. You win everything. You know, like constantly. That's in every movie. Every time. I watched it. Because and I saw it over and Dumbledore over plays favorites like sure, Jacob. Sure. In this case, in this case, God really does take care of Joseph and Harry Potter's him. <laughs> so even though like things have gone bad for him, right? He is now a slave. He was sold into slavery. His family is I mean, and beat up and put into a pit. Like. Yeah, yeah. It has not gone well. But even in the midst of persecution and difficulty, when you think he should be expelled, he instead gets 50,000 points. Uh, and just, like, listen to the wording of this. Joseph had been brought down to Egypt, and Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, the captain of the guard, an Egyptian, 
had brought him from the Ishmaelites who had brought him down here. The Lord was with Joseph, and he became a successful man. He was in the house of his Egyptian master. His master saw that the Lord was with him, and that the Lord caused all he did to succeed in his hands. So Joseph found favor in his sight and attended him. And he made him overseer of his house and put him in charge of everything that he had. From the time that he made him overseer in his house and over all that he had, the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. The blessing of the Lord was on all that he had in house and field. So he left all that he had in Joseph's charge. Because of him, he had no concern about anything but the food he ate. Uh, so just within that paragraph alone, it's not the only one. Because if we were to skip to the end, Joseph, if you know this story, is going to end up in prison, right? While he's in prison, here's what happens. The Lord was with Joseph and showed him steadfast love and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. The keeper of the prison put Joseph in charge of all the prisoners who were in the prison. Whatever was done there, he was the one who did it. The keeper of the prison had no attention to anything that was in Joseph's charge because the Lord was with him. Whatever he did, the Lord made it succeed. <laughs> so whether Joseph is with his dad and has... The coat of long sleeves of many colors. Or whether Joseph is a slave and has control of the whole house. Or whether Joseph is a prisoner and is somehow put in charge of the prison. No matter where he is, it's 50,000 points for Joseph. <laughs> so what you're saying is Joseph is playing on God mode. If that's what that means, sure. Well, when you basically... It's I like... thought God mode was like the hardest... Of hard. No, no. The, in the cheat code God, oh, God oh, mode yeah. is when you can do no wrong and you have all the powers of everything. Well, so part of the reason God is with him and everything is because he doesn't seem to be doing that much wrong. <laughs> like, compared to the other people we've seen throughout Genesis so far, like, he, he is a bit of a not... He... <laughs> He was slightly narcissistic beforehand? Well, either... We talked about this in the episode, either intentionally or unintentionally. Right. He had some flaws there. He was always Prizing. ruling it over his his brothers. I mean, I feel like getting thrown into a pit by your brothers is a pretty big wake-up call. It's a humbling experience, to be sure. Yeah. Uh, but, like, he seems to be pictured more throughout the rest of his story as, like, a guy who... who is much more together. Other people like him better than his brothers. <laughs> well, okay. So to that, there's maybe part of a reason. Joseph was handsome in form and appearance, which sometimes is a flaw in people. Uh, think of Saul, for example. King Saul, like one of the defining characteristics about him, he was handsome and tall. King Saul was not a good king. <laughs> uh, but... One of the characteristics that seemed to draw people to him was his good looks. And we, what's the adage we use today? Beauty. Beauty's in the eye of the beholder. Yeah. Beauty skin deep. Yeah, something more along those lines. It's like we've run into beautiful people and then we've seen glimpses of them that are really destructive. You know, that's similar with Saul. A beautiful man who then shows just how destructive he is. Joseph, though, handsome in form and appearance, 
there's a certain beauty, at least in this passage about him, in which God is with him and Joseph is trying to be a moral character because he's going to run into Potiphar, Pot, Potiphar's... Potiphar. I'm trying to read it the way it's written and it just messes with my head. Potiphar's. <laughs> he's going to run into Potiphar's wife. Quite, You know what? You know what, Casey? Let's learn how it's actually pronounced, shall we? Hmm? Let's just... Let's see how smart you are. Potiphar. Yeah. Yeah. Potiphar is... Potiphar. Potiphar. Did you almost say Potiphar? He said Potiphar. So pots of farts. (laughs) Potiphar is... Talk about... Now I can't say any of it right. You wanted to learn it correctly and you messed yourself up. We're just going to call him Pot for now on. Potiphar. So Pot, Pots, King, Pots. Pots and Farts. Pots and Farts. (laughs) I think we just discovered the name of this episode. Potty Potty Farts. farts. (laughs) Oh, dear. Oh, man. Let's just finish this another episode, shall we? Uh, but no, pot, 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 that guy, Potiphar. that guy, uh, his wife really likes how handsome Joseph is and says, lie with me. That's my girl voice for some reason. I don't know. I don't know what's going on anymore. He, he refuses and says to his master's wife, behold, because of my master has no concern about anything in the house and he's put me Put everything that he has in my charge. He is not greater in this house than I am, uh, nor has he kept anything back from me except you, because you are his wife. How then could I do this great wickedness and sin against God? And as he spoke to Joseph, as she spoke to Joseph day after day, he would not listen to her to lie beside her or be with her. Uh, lie beside her isn't really used in the Bible and other other phrases of this connotation. So there's a possibility that she's she's trying to use like a little technique. Hey, no, no, you don't have to sleep with me. You can just lie here next to me. You know, like trying to seduce him over time. Over time, uh, they're trying to use dating tactics on him or something like that. You know, but one day. When he went into the house to do his work, and none of the men of the house was there in the house, she caught him by his garment, saying, Lie with me. <laughs> but he left his garment in her hand and fled and got out of the house. Which uh, is, like, again, showing his moral character. You know, when a lot of people are faced with um, uh, seduction, there's that moment where you might want to entertain it or think about it. And yet he just runs. He gets out of there as quick as he can, uh, which is something that a lot of people have shown throughout the Bible that they don't have the strength for. But he, he ditches. He just gets out of there so fast that he leaves his garment behind. And that's when she, perhaps angry, calls all the men of the household to come over to her and she she starts telling this lie is that Joseph had come in here tried to have sex with her she she screamed out 
and uh, uh, got everybody's attention. She laid the garment by her until his master came home, and she told him the same story. So she tells potty farts the same thing, and the um, the Hebrew servant whom you have brought among us came into me to laugh at me. But as soon as I lifted up my voice and cried, he left his garment beside me and fled out of the house. She just, she just fabricates this whole lie. Tells it to everybody. Tells it to her master. As soon as his master heard the words that his wife spoke to him, this is the way your servant treated me, his anger was kindled. Let's pause right there for a minute. Anybody have, like, there is an occasional proposal from commentary saying, like, doesn't say why his anger was kindled. Well, it does. She said, this is the way your servant has treated me. That kindled his anger. But some commentaries would wonder, is it possible that he doesn't trust his wife because he had picked up on these things over time because he knows that um, Joseph is a great guy and all that. Is he actually angry at his wife or is he angry at Joseph because he believes a lie? Proposals, anybody? Honestly, we, we can't know. We're just guessing. I could I could see it going both ways mm-hmm. because he has a lot of trust in Joseph. No, I just put him in charge of everything. And he has to know his wife. So he probably knows the character of both of them and can kind of figure out on his own which one of them would more likely do which thing. Yeah. See, I think... I mean, if I were to, to, to dive more into that than what's there, I would almost say that he's angry at himself because his wife is putting him in this position and he allowed for that to be a possibility. But also, I think he's actually getting tricked by his wife and is legitimately mad at Joseph because he thinks Joseph betrayed him. And so that's where his actual anger comes from because I think he is legitimately tricked by his wife. Yeah, and the way it sets you up, the wording makes you think just that. It's just when you mentally dive deeper into it and you know how much Potiphar trusted Joseph. and Right, but this could be like... It's possible. The A2 Brute like moment. Yeah. Of like... Oh, this is where you finally crossed the line and betrayed me after I trusted you so long. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's not that. I'm just at least giving the proposal maybe uh, maybe he could possibly be angry at her knowing that she's making this up. See, uh, I don't think he knows that she's making it up at this point. He might get angry with her later, mm-hmm. but at least for right now, like, it's his wife. She, he's going to trust her. Um, and she's taking advantage of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, either way, he still has to punish Joseph because this is the story that's there, so he puts him in jail. Interesting, it's the second time Joseph's gotten in trouble with clothes, right? <laughs> Joseph right. needs to just walk around naked. He's going to be a lot safer. He's not going <laughs> to... It's just kidding, Casey. So what you're saying is 
For the moral of this story... <laughs> nope. Nope. That's not what I was saying. Oh, okay. But then Joseph gets thrown in jail, but we see the most intriguing thing ever is the 50,000 points. No matter where you are, God is with you. I think of Stephen Halacki. Okay. As my example of a, of a God always... <laughs> Stephen Halacki, I don't know if you know him, he's a friend of ours from college, but like, when I think of... Well, okay, from church. From his college. From, from Michael. When I think of every situation Stephen's in, God always shows up. Everybody always loves him. There's like this divine favor of sorts. Uh, it's just interesting that it does seem like there are some people that like you still see today where this story like rests upon them. Not me. Nobody likes me. But like, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Right, that's why like 20 people come over to your house every week. That's why there's six views on this video, Olivia. <laughs> that's why there's 30,000 views. Nobody likes any of us. Nobody wants to hear about potty farts. <laughs> uh, just kidding. All things aside, though, like you, you see God come through for him. So despite the fact that Joseph is at the bottom of the rung here. You see that God still has his eye on him. And ultimately, at the end of all this, Joseph's going to have this kind of mega statement about how God took all this evil and worked it for good and uh, was there with him the, the whole time. So we'll get to that statement here soon because we are nearing the end of Genesis. We only have 10 chapters left. 10 chapters left. And oh, if you want to learn more about the dreams that Joseph... That's some books. In the, the Bible. The dreams that Joseph has... Okay, that's true. The dreams that Joseph has and the dreams that Joseph um, uh, interprets, go watch one of our older episodes. We'll put it in the playlist right around the spot so you can learn about that. Or right at the end of the video, which is coming in just a second. Olivia? Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe down below. And if you want to talk more about Joseph's dream coat, join us in... The Discord. And uh, whatever you do, don't be a potty fart. <laughs>